Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. And tonight we have, I don't want to say tonight because it's tonight here, but who knows when you're listening to this, but Tonight we have a, a guest, um, Bridget, is a member of the, our community here in Houston. Welcome, Bridget. Hi. And um, I've known Bridget, how long? How long have you been in here? 2009. 2009, so 11 years. 12, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm 12 years. And um, I, we've had... Um, this conversation before with Bridget, but I wanted to get really in depth with, um, she works a slaw how program. And so she's the only person that I know he- here in Houston that works diligently. Like she has a slaw how um, sponsor. She goes to slaw how meetings and she, she keeps in touch with slaw here in Houston as well. Um, so she's going to be like our, our resident expert on slaw how. <laughs> <laughs> and so um i'll introduce you this is bridget and she's going to talk to us about the differences between um regular slaw and slaw how like why that and um i'd like to start with like what prompted you to seek it out like how did you find it did you just google it or did you know know it existed and then what were you looking for Okay, yeah. Um, well, first I want to start us out with the serenity prayer because that's how me and my sponsor um, start our call. Once a week we have a phone call and it lasts a specific amount of time and we start a specific way, which is with the serenity prayer. So um, if y'all would join me. God. 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 Grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change. change. Courage, the courage, the courage the things I can, that I can, that I can, and the wisdom, and the wisdom, to, know wisdom the to know the difference. I will, let mine be done. Um, so yeah, I started the HAL program. Um, I started seeking out the HAL concept uh, probably three or four years ago whenever I was um, just in regular slot and needed more accountability and more black and white sobriety like um, a lot of people in meetings would say this program is not black and white so there's gray areas and the gray areas would just get me in a lot of trouble and I needed more of a I needed like a an adult to walk around with me and kind of hold me accountable even though that doesn't happen it's just I have 
lots of accountability. What do you mean by gray areas? Like you can call your sponsor or you don't have to, you can check in with people or you don't have to, um, you can have a dating plan or you don't have to, your bottom lines are whatever you and your sponsor decide. I mean, we do have bottom lines, um, in the how program also, but we have a specific process to figure out what it is. Um, what, what are our bottom lines, you know, more than just no contact with this guy or no drive-bys, you know, those are pretty obvious. Um, so getting back to your question, you asked me why I sought it out and what else was, yeah, what, I mean, and how did you just, did you know it exists? Oh. Did you Google it? Did you, um, you know? Yeah. So, you know, being in meetings, I would hear people share about their other programs. And, you know, when I first came to recovery, I didn't know there was a program for money, a program for food, a program for whatever, all kinds of things. And, um, a couple of people that I would, you know, hang out with or talk to told me that they were in a program OA, which is Overeaters Anonymous, how? And I was always like, what is that? And I just knew they didn't eat sugar, they didn't have flour, they didn't anything like that. And so they would always be like, yeah, the OA people, you know, I'm not trying to make anyone sound bad, but like the OA people, you know, they come into meetings, check in and still go home and do the same things. You know, the how program is very like, you're either eating sugar or you're not, and you're losing weight and getting back to your life instead of micromanaging um, food all day, you know, or whatever. So I realized that those, the people that were doing HAL programs, the OA HAL program were really serious. And one day, you know, after slipping, you know, after dating and slipping and dating and slipping, meaning like dating the wrong people, not following a dating plan, Saying when I should have left, you know, all that, calling my sponsor after I was like, like, oh, well, what happened was, you know, I mean, it was just, um, yeah. So you're already in pain instead of like following a program, something pre-established. Yeah. Like when I check in, I do, you know, like now being in the health program, I do three calls a day. And so I'm always keeping on top of the addictive pattern, like, um, you know, Hey, I want to go, I noticed this guy that, you know, lives here and I just want to go get my mail real quick. And I'm just going to see if he's outside, you know, stuff like that. I would check in with instead of six months later, well, I saw this guy at the mailbox and then I kept going to the mailbox and then eventually I got his number and then now we're dating. And now he told me he's got three wives, um, in Spain. And I just shouldn't have gotten my mail that day, you know, so I can like catch it, um, way ahead before I start getting into some weird, slippery, uh, addictive pattern. And let's start just at the very beginning. Uh, how stands for honest, open and willing, right? Yes. And it's just, you know, I, from what I understand is that it's a, it's a very, uh, rigorous kind of way of being would you agree yeah, yeah I mean even in the um, even in the uh, on the website they have you know the how the how approach and you know that it's a I'll just read a little bit here it says the sex and love addicts anonymous how concept was formed 
to offer the Sex and Love Addicts a disciplined and structured approach to working the 12 steps. Um, and it talks about like your bottom lines and this means we accept our how defined bottom lines, bottom line sobriety, step questions, maintenance questions, outreach calls, as well as 12 steps and 12 traditions and other tools as requirements for recovery. So instead of just suggestions, you know, I read um, for the first 30 days, you're reading every day and writing every day. And um, so you talk, are your bottom line behaviors different than they were before you started a how program? Yeah, they have changed. Like I've become more willing to let go of certain things. Um, for example, uh, this masturbation stuff, you know, um, I never brought it up to any other sponsor because I didn't think it was a problem or I just didn't want to let it go. It's kind of like one of those coping things that I didn't want to really talk about or didn't feel like I could ever stop doing. So that was one I, I was honest with. So that's where that honesty comes in, you know, um, and was able to put it down for a certain period of time. And something else I was never willing to do was getting off Facebook. And I got off Facebook for like six months when some patterns started to creep up. So stuff I wasn't willing to do before I was willing to do, um, just because of the constant contact and honesty and the meetings and just like really forces you to get honest. Well, and I also hear that you were really open to it. And I make mm -hmm. up that you know, for me, I would feel like, oh, I've got to be more rigorous about this stuff. I don't think so. But you were open to that because I think that you know, I know that this program is for me and that it's like I see the other women having happiness and serenity and joy. And so I know and I see from, you know, other people doing this program that it works Right. And so, yeah. you know, did you see it working for others and from the people share? Because, you know, I've heard like, you know, you can't share in a meeting unless you, you have some sort of other thing. Like you have to, I, I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. 14 days of, well, you can share. It's just, they place a priority on the how program, the how meetings focus priority on the how, um, people that have worked the how program for 14 days, so, which means you go through seven days of establishing your bottom lines. You kind of get to, there's seven questions that you start with. You talk about, um, you just kind of dissect your addiction. And then after seven days, you set your bottom line and that marks your day, first day of sobriety. And then you answer questions for the next 30 days every day. Um, so you talked a little bit about um, contact with your sponsor and written work. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Like, are you always in written work and what it, because um, some, I mean, every sponsor in, in SLA is different. And I don't think that, I mean, I think maybe we do now have a booklet for working the steps that can make it more uniform, but it's, it's like what you were saying in the beginning. It's um, 
a gray area and yeah. those it's not real defined you know to how you work in this the, the tactical way of working the step with your sponsor every sponsor has it different yeah there's definitely a, a structure to it there's um the how program has their own packet beginner's guide sponsorship guide and there's questions going from step one all the way to 12 and for the first 30 days there's an actual question every single day that you answer and then after step three thing i really thought was cool is you have a step three ceremony and you like spend like an hour and a half with your sponsor there's all kinds of readings um you go back and forth you light three candles um one is like honesty or awareness and um can't remember escaping me because it was like a year ago but you light three candles like it's a pretty big deal and then you go to a meeting together and um, they call it being stepped up and the sponsor shares for a couple minutes you know about the experience for the past 30 days with the sponsee and then the sponsee shares and everybody celebrates the first 30 days of your sobriety and then yeah so it's pretty cool and then there's um there's a there's some shifts that happen after step three, um, after the 30, it's actually 37 days because the first seven days you're working on those bottom lines. After the third step, you meet once a week on step, um, on your step work. But how long, how often are you meeting before? Are you meeting every day? Every day for the first three steps. And then for the other steps after three, you meet once a week for 30 minutes. And um, there's definitely, um, there's definitely that cutoff. So after 30 minutes, like the call's over, you don't dissect your whole step four on one call. Like, and what my sponsor had me do is she would have me go through one column at a time, you know, all the people I resent. Um, and then after I did that, I went through all the reasons why, and then all the, and it goes through like eight different columns of, um, what did I do to get the ball rolling to re this resentment? And then, um, what are my character defects that cause me to be, you know, angry? I mean, there's like so many columns. And then at least that four took me like almost 10 months because I kept um, stalling on it because there was like so much work. I would have some resistance come up, you know, every now and then. But um, yeah, she, there was never a time when she's like, <coughs> hurry up and finish this. Except when I got to like month nine and I was still kind of like lollygagging with it, then I was like, okay, let's wrap this up. But there was never a time where like we spent three hours on it. It was like half an hour at a time. No one was overwhelmed, you know. And you got to do a little bit of deep work in that 30 minutes and not get overwhelmed. Because I mean, you know, sometimes me even hearing a four step, I might really relate and I might be like, oh, that was heavy. But, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of protects is a protective yeah. Uh, strategy. Yeah, boundaries and such. Yeah. So, uh, and are there are there other milestones and celebrations as you go uh -huh. through the steps? Yeah, there's another stepping up ceremony after step um, six and um, twelve, like halfway through. You know, you talk about um, you know you just released your your did your step five and looked at your character defects and then there's another stepping up and you're not allowed to sponsor anyone past the step that you just finished so like I'm on step nine right now finishing one more amends 
um, I picked up another how program on the way, but um, yeah, the money, the DA how. Now that one's a different one. We'll talk about that another time. But I've, um, I think I'm gonna stop there with the how programs. But um, yeah, so I'm available as sponsor up to step nine or step eight um, until I finish nine, and then you know from there. And we have like a WhatsApp group where we get our outreach calls, and everybody knows how it works. You just put your name in there for outreach and you know we call each other how long do you have and we do three minutes each and we ask every single time i mean i talk to the same people for like a year and i still say do you want feedback it's just like a habit you know and we give them feedback and then we cut the call we're not like going on and on about all kinds of stuff you really have to know how to have boundaries otherwise um you know things can get um you know, some people will go on and on. You're like, your timer went off. Um, and it doesn't make you feel like resisting a phone call because you know it's only going to last three minutes each. Sure. And it's a reciprocal sure. call. And a lot of people, I think, in the regular slot program resist making phone calls because of that. They think they're going to be on the phone for two hours and they don't really have time. So they procrastinate reaching out, you know. Or they'll say, oh, I don't have anything right now. And then all of a sudden... I'll start sharing. They're like, oh, I do have some stuff. You know, it's like constantly gets you to check yourself, you know, yeah. every day. Yeah. Well, and also I think that sometimes when, you know, I was new in recovery that I was in the habit, I'm not going to say obsessed with it, but I was in the habit of, you know, really trying to pick it all apart and like just this, you know, it was like almost like a stream of consciousness where I would talk ad nauseum about a thing you know, thinking that that was in some way processing it. And it was just, you know, now what I realize is it was just um, in a way perpetuating it. It's almost like law of attraction, like what you what you think about, you bring in. So when I'm thinking about the guy, I'm always thinking about, God, what about the guy? What about the guy? Talking about the guy, you know, for me, that's what it was. That I'm not working through it. I'm kind of perpetuating the illness around it. And so yeah. if someone would have said, okay, sister, you got like three minutes, what, what's your dealio? Then I'd be like, oh, okay, well, let me get clear. Yeah, cut to the chase of what's really going on. And and then you you get feedback from the other person. And sometimes they'll just reflect back to you what you said, you know, yeah. and it helps. When I'm in a bad place or when I'm like over here, you know, just doing my stuff and I take a moment to do an outreach call, I always feel more centered afterwards, even if I didn't want to talk to anyone afterwards I'm like you know really glad I did another thing I wanted to bring up um, is slip questions so that has really changed the way I um, do this program because if you have a slip which I did right after my um, 30 days I was like well by the way I went ahead and masturbated and um, we're good right she's like oh no you don't just change your bottom lines on your own like that's not how that works you talk to your sponsor you pray about it you like really you don't just change your bottom lines because it's a sunny day outside you know um so i remember that day because i never had someone be like that's a slip so we're going to do slip questions for 30 days and that was so painful because you know when you first start the steps you're like hurry up let's go so i can start dating or whatever I want to get out there and date again. Um, 
let's just get this going. I remember it was like painful because I was like, I'm gonna have to start over. I'll never finish these steps, never date, you know. But after thirty what, what days, are, what are slip questions? So there's like a like a set set of questions. Um, <coughs> There's like actually questions that the HAL program um, has you do. Like, if you slip, instead of going all the way back to step one, you do slip questions. Um, and you know, it's questions like, I'll just read you an example. Why is it important that I think of myself first? Um, and here's another one. Can I afford to have my pre-program insanity back? So it was like, the questions seemed to align with wherever I was, like you do 30 days and there's actually about 90 of them. Um, actually there's a hundred of them. And the first time I had a house sponsor, she was like, um, she was my sub sponsor for a while. She would just tell me to pick five numbers, you know, and we would pick five questions. But the last time I had a slip, uh, my sponsor had me go in order. After the 30 days, I started my sobriety date over. And um, yeah, it's kind of like resets you. It's not a punishment. It's more of like to figure out like what's like to get back to yourself, you know, to figure out why you did what you did. It's none, none of it's a punishment or, you know, any of that. Yeah, punitive. Well, so, yeah, because I think it's important because when we do have a slip, there's so many things and I, I, I could say, well, you know, I could make up a bunch of things, but it's not like the reality. So, you know, looking and being very specific about those questions, it's, I think it's very helpful. And I also want to go back to the quick check-in thing. My anorexic really likes that it's short, you know, that it doesn't have to be this long in-depth thing too. So, okay. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, that is definitely a plus for the anorexics. So I wanted to ask too, so when you did these questions, did you go back to meeting with your sponsor every day again? No. Oh, yes. During the 30 days, we talked um, every day. Well, actually, sometimes I would just leave her a voicemail um, with my question answer um, because it was like a different season. But um, she had warned me like after step three, a lot of people slip because there's like, you're not in this little cocoon anymore talking to your sponsor every day and all of a sudden you're like on your own on your own and you're like <laughs> she <okay>. released you <laughs> yeah and that's where the three calls comes in because you establish like a group of um like support people that really get to know you so when you do go out and start like getting to know people again and trying to date they already know your patterns and your life and what what's uh, really going on instead of just retelling the whole story to a stranger, you know? Right. And what's, what does the dating plan look like in OA? I mean, sorry, <laughs> SLAA how? Well, I haven't gotten there yet, um, okay. but it is actually, I mean, they're all on SLAW. One thing that I really, on the SLAW website or some, one of the websites, um, those are still circulating. There isn't an established how dating plan. I've, I think they probably should have one actually, that would be good. But um, the one that I've recently gotten a hold of is, um, it talks about so much stuff like um, 
red flags and, and stuff that I wasn't willing to look at before, like I am willing to look at before. Like one of the things that has come up for me is if I ever say he's a good guy because like that's got to be a bottom line like mm. he's a good guy because he goes to this church or because he's a doctor or because he's a lawyer or because he has this last name or because he's from this part of town or he's what's her name thinks he's great so and like ignore all the red flags because he like the sentence complete the sentence he's a good guy because he makes a lot of money or drives this car because I've done that so many times like my gut was saying nah, I don't think so and I was like but he's a fireman but you're you're like justifying him even though your intuition is saying nah then you go you come in with this excuse yeah and that's where that's gonna be like the pattern that has to stop like no just because he's a fireman doesn't mean he's a nice person right or just because he goes has to the elevated church. morals or right yeah he cares about people or He's a police, so he wants to serve and protect. Yeah, yeah. Like none it's of that means making anything. up a bunch of stories about it. Stories, yeah. Instead of looking at the reality of who you're dealing with and getting to know them. Um, so I wanted to ask. I wanted uh -huh. want to ask if you think because I could. I've noticed, you know, a difference in you. I don't know if MG has, but um, since you've been working this program, and I wondered if it's um, bled into your non. 12-step life as well like your ability to have a quick phone call or your okay. boundaries with um you know people that are not in program oh yeah definitely I mean all the program calls that I do I'm like can we time this call like I don't and they're like I've never done that and I'm like well get your timer out let's go like here's what we're gonna do um and also like being really bold with just calling um you know, AT&T or, you know, just dealing with people like, you know, I got, you know, had some stuff come up with, with AT&T and just um, persevering and talking to the managers and, you know, stuff like that. And um, at work, I mean, for the first time in, you know, many years, I had an email with the supervisor that was, um, yeah, like, I don't appreciate that and I've never done something like that like I don't appreciate you doing that or saying that um yeah it's definitely helped um you know show up for like my my dad had this cancer stuff going on so I've been talking to doctors and nurses and um dealing with you know them and getting straight to the facts instead of chit-chatting and you know wasting time like go straight to the top and what's this and what's that and um it really has helped me be more bold and ask for things i feel like and i also get the sense that your willingness to work this program is important because i feel like you know and and, and this was just my sense of it because you know uh, listeners, Bridget is lovely. She's lovely in her spirit. She's lovely in her physical form. And, you know, and I know that you want to date. I know that you want to get into partnership. Is that still the case now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, eventually. It's right. Not, definitely not a big burning desire uh, like it used to be. 
that's what I was getting ready to say is that what I've seen is that you don't, you know, the, the end goal of working the steps is not to be able to date, you know, and not, I mean, certainly at first that's what it was for me. It's like, and, and it really wasn't to date. It was to get in contact with the qualifier again, basically. It was like, now that I'm yeah, well. How to make them love you. I mean, yeah. what else is there? Now that I'm well, yeah. I can go back in that relationship and I can yes, do the well exactly. one. I can figure out how to do it. Uh -huh. Now I have this, yeah, have these tools. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm out of that craziness. That definitely has been lifted. I guess that's the word. It's been lifted because of the work. Surely didn't start out like that like what got me um even with the sponsor that I have now was that relationship I was in um where I started out and how I still did it some good ways but I still had some stuff to learn so even then I realized that um I wasn't connected as much as I am now definitely not because I wouldn't have stayed in that relationship if I was as connected as I am now to people and people know me and my sponsor. My sponsor was in the UK and that was convenient because our time zones were all different and oops, we can't talk today and by the way, I'm dating and by the way, are you there? Are we going to talk? By the way, I'm feeling crazy and, and then I finally bottomed out on that situation and got a new sponsor. So that definitely helps to have someone who is available that is not an anorexia that's actually working the steps. And also um, the cool thing, well, there's another part of this. Um, if you have a slip more than three times, you have to find a new sponsor. Um, that's pretty, you know, sobering because um, you know, the chronic, like, oops, I called them again, I called them again, third time, you gotta go find someone else, you know? Something. Well, because clearly it's not working with that sponsor. Either you're not able yeah. to hear it, or they're not able to say it in some kind of way, you know, uh, I... There's some kind yeah. of disconnect. Right, and so this gives a quantifiable, that's a that's a gray area, Bridget, that we oh. have in our regular program that's not gray in SLAA. How? I love that. I love that. Can you talk a little bit about the meetings? Are they different? Um, just slightly. We have one now here in the U.S. on Thursday nights um, that we started here at 8 p.m. Um, and the difference is we just read the how concept. People that have 14 days of sobriety plus share first and then the newcomers share after that. Um, I guess that's the main difference. And then they have the stepping up. So we celebrate people, people's um, accomplishment after the third step and the other um, stepping up ceremonies or acknowledgements, really. And is, there, one ceremony. is there a requirement about the, um, about working, um, meet, about a number of meetings or meetings that you go to? Oh yeah, you have to go to three a week, three meetings a week. Okay. Forever? forever the rest of my life I mean as long as I'm working the health program I mean I love that answer I think that's I love the way you did it yeah for the rest of my life committed to it I mean, yeah I mean even if I'm not dealing with slaw issues right now I have no desire to I have no qualifiers on the horizon I'm not stalking anyone on Facebook little things come up you know like those um, things on Facebook that are like suggestions 
those kind of get me in trouble. You know, those, um, not in trouble, but. Oh, friendless person? Yeah, like, oh, how do you know, how do I know him? And then there's like, oh, oh he's not, wait, wait, wait. And so there's the middle lines, which that regular slaw, I don't know if I should call it regular slaw. I don't know what you would call it, just slaw. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, regular slaw. Yeah. What would you, what would you recommend to, you know, what would you suggest to somebody who thinks, well, what, I don't know about slaw, how is right for me? Well, uh, I think it's, it's not for everyone. I feel like if you need that accountability, um, and you need that regular contact with people that are going to show up and, um, check in regularly and, you know, have a a black and white consistent um, recovery program, then that would be the way to go. I mean, I don't, I think there's a lot of sober people in SLAW. I don't think everyone needs how. It just depends on what your needs are. I needed that because um, I had, you know, bad case of, um, of this chronic dating, chronic, um, Slipping, yeah. Slipping, yeah. The slipping. Relapse, yeah. Yeah, relapse. Chronic relapse is what you would call that, yeah. Well, and I yeah, also I did that in the beginning, too. Go ahead, MG, sorry. I was going to say that, you know, when I worked uh, DA, Debtors Anonymous, one of the tools was about your spending record so that you don't have any vagueness about, like, what's going on, you know, exactly how much money. I mean, and I do it you know more or less the same you know I, but I do spend like time once a month reconcile my checkbook I look at everything so that I'm really clear about my money and I feel like you know that rigorous accountability that you're talking about in SLAA how is about that being not vague being very uh -huh. specific and yeah you know I remember when I was in grad school there was a, a woman there that she said, you know, because we had, you know, our rigorous schedule. And she said, I thrive under a rigorous schedule. She said, because, huh. you know, I know I have to get my work done. You know, I know I have to. And for some people, it may be a structure. The structure is a piece of, um, you know, it takes off the anxiety about whatever. So it's like, you know, like if it's you It's a question, like, can I, do, you know, should I, you know, would I, you know? Yeah, there's no, no gray. It's just like, these are your bottom lines. If you slip, you do slip questions. If you slip three times, you find a new sponsor. Um, even like if I don't make the three meetings a week, I'm honest about that, you know? Because sometimes I forget because I have other things happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like, you have to do it it's like so then i'll double up on two a day or something you know just gotta be honest and um i don't know i don't know how i became willing i guess i just did i mean i was forever not willing to do the da how program even though i knew i needed that one to check in every day on my numbers but um yeah it's not for everyone i think if you need the accountability and the structure it's a good or if you want to like dig, you know, there's a lot of digging that's happening. Well, and I also see that, you know, for me, like it's almost a piece of this vagueness, but it's about, uh, you know, like I'm a rule follower and it's like, what do I do? What do I need to do? And with uh -huh. SLAA, how it lists it, this is what you do. So it's uh -huh. like, okay, okay, I got it. Okay. This is what I need to do. 
So that can be freeing as well. Well, Bridget, yeah. thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking thank about you. SLA How and uh, and just, our expert. We so appreciate it. And it's I'm so proud fun. of you. You've done so much great work. It's really, yeah. really inspiring. Thank you. thank you. All right. Till the next time, listener. Till the next time. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.